Children, I have a question for you. If you could go anywhere, where would you go? To heaven. To, oh, good. We'd go to heaven. There are a lot of really good places to go, aren't there? Maybe you have a place that you really like to go to the beach, some place where there's happy memories or happy experiences and you'd really like to go back there. Maybe you've seen pictures or heard of some place that you go, I would love to go there someday. I would love to go and see that, experience that, smell that, taste that, just be in that place. Maybe there's uh, somebody's house, a, a really good friend's house or a family member's house, a, a grandparent's house that you just go, I, I really like going there and seeing them and being with them. Well, this morning, we're going to read a psalm together. And in this psalm, the psalmist, he's a, one of the sons of Korah, which is uh, one of the worship leaders, and he, he writes this song about wanting to be someplace. And so I'm going to read the whole thing, and I want you to just, you can close your eyes or you can just listen as I read this whole thing, okay? Psalm 84. To the choir master, according to the Gittith, a psalm of the sons of Korah. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and a swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Selah. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose heart are the highways to Zion, as they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Selah. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. I have to say that as we walk through the Psalms every summer, there are some Psalms that I look at and I go, oh, this is another tough one. But then we sometimes get to a psalm like this, and I just think, oh, could we do this one every week? Don't you just, doesn't your heart just um, fill with joy in just reading this psalm? The desire of the psalmist to go to the place where God is? Listen to this. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts, my soul longs, yes, it faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. 
He's, he's thinking about this place where God is. Maybe he's thinking about going to Jerusalem and going to the temple for one of the festivals or feasts, one of the celebrations and uh, holidays that they would um, journey to Jerusalem to celebrate. But he's thinking about that and he's going, I just, I want to be there so badly. Just even thinking about being there brings a smile to my face. I'm so excited about the idea of going and being in your presence, God. Listen to this. My soul longs, yes, it faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. There's this, there's this hunger, this appetite, there's this desire deep in the core that, that's almost not like a, a reflective, I'm thinking about this, oh yeah, I kind of like that, but just a, my whole body, my whole soul, everything about me desires this thing, and this thing is to go and to be in the presence of God. How much, O oh Lord, do I desire to come to your dwelling place, to your house? You remember David? King David, whose heart was after the Lord, and he, he said, you know what I want to do? I want to build a house for the Lord. I have a house. Everybody in Israel has a house. I want to build a house, a place that the Lord can dwell, a place where his people can meet with them, where he can show them hospitality and they can enter into his living room and be in his presence. And now years and years later, the son of Korah is thinking of that same place and going, I want to go to that place. I want to go into the presence of the Lord in the temple, into that sacred space, that holy space that's dedicated to meeting with God, that place that is for him. Listen, listen to how he goes on then, and he says um, in verse 3, even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. He's thinking, and he's thinking about, you know, even the birds. There are birds who make their nest in the temple. You know how hard it is for me to go and journey to get there? And then I'm there for a short period of time for some sort of specific celebration as long as I can afford to, to stay there. But those birds get to be there all the time. They are living there in the temple. The bird is raising its young in the temple. And I have to say that as I was reading this, I was thinking about juncos. Now, juncos are those little brown birds with the black heads that, that kind of bounce around on the ground. And you might wonder, now, why were you thinking about juncos? And it's because we have a junco nest that's right under the eaves, right outside the back door here. There's a pair of juncos that have nested right there. Um, there are a couple of different places where there are nests under the eaves there, but they have nested there for like five years. And every year they have a nest there, and every year uh, they raise young. And so even last week, as I was walking through the courtyard here at church, I saw a fledgling junco kind of hopping around and testing out its wings and not flying very high, but flying a little bit. And do you know what I have never thought to myself? 
I am so jealous of those juncos. But as I read this psalm, the psalmist is saying, I am jealous of those juncos. They are living in this place all the time. All the time. And so then I started thinking about those juncos and going, yeah! They get to live here all the time. They get to be in this place all the time. And he is talking about how he has this longing to be in the presence of God, to be going to the temple, the place where God dwells, and entering into his presence there. Now, what is it about that? Because I have to say, there are many of you, and me included, who last year longed to come to this place. To be gathered together again remembering way back to 2019 and how wonderful it had been and longing for that again. Why is that? Is this such an amazing room? Is this such an incredible building that you just can't wait to come back into this room, into this place? It's okay. Is it because you so much desired to be with these people? Maybe. There are some really good friendships here. There's some really great relationships and support here. In fact, there are songs about wanting to go to be with to, in church with the people of God. And I don't know, maybe you've heard this, this song, it's called Church by Cochran and Company. Have you heard that song? Take me back to the place that feels like home, to the people I can depend on, to the faith that's in my bones. Take me back to a preacher and a verse where they've seen me at my worst to the love I had at first. Oh, I want to go to church. I tried to walk on my own, but I wound up lost. Now I'm making my way to the foot of the cross. It's not a trophy for the winners. It's a shelter for the sinners. And it's right where I belong. Take me back to the place that feels like home, to the people I can depend on, to the faith that's in my bones. Take me back to a preacher and a verse where they've seen me at my worst, to the love I had at first, oh, I want to go to church. I want to go to church. It's more than an obligation. It's our foundation, the family of God. I know it's hard, but we need each other. We're sisters and brothers. Oh, how I want to go to church. There's a desire to be back with God's people, but not just with God's people, but in the presence of God right? Because if we meet here, even if we are like family, right? You, you may have really fond memories, I do, of being with grandparents and cousins, and I would love to go back. I have this nostalgic feeling where I would love to go back to those reunions, those Christmases, those Thanksgivings, where those people knew me and we grew up together and we loved one another. I would love to go back and experience that again with those people, 
We've gone through a lot of things together, me and that family. There is some of that here in this place. For those of you who have been a part of this church for a while, you've grown up together and you've lived together and you've gone through stuff together and you desire to be back with these people. But that's not the primary reason that the psalmist is saying, I want to enter into the courts of my God. The reason that he's saying that is because he wants to enter into the presence of God. For as good as it is for us to gather together as a family, even the family of God, apart from the presence and the holiness of God himself, it's not really that great. But the reason that this place has significance, the reason that the temple had significance is because it was the place dedicated to the presence of the Lord. This was the place where God Almighty, the Lord of heaven and earth, would meet with me and how I long to be in his presence and meeting with him. Take me back to there. And this psalmist is thinking... He's thinking about going and journeying and having those festivals there in the temple and he's thinking about those silly sparrows and swallows who are living in that place and chirping out their praises to the Lord day and night as they raise their young in the presence of God and don't even know it. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars. O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house ever singing your praises. Blessed are those birds who are living in your house and ever singing your praises, whether or not they even are cognizant of it. And how jealous I am of them, how much I desire to live in that place and sing your praises day and night. You see, there is something wonderful about a sacred space, a space that's dedicated for the Lord. Because when we enter that place, we are acknowledging that this is different. One of the reasons that this room is special to us is because when we enter here, we are entering for a singular purpose. We are entering to enter into the presence of God and acknowledge his presence here. We are entering to worship here. Oh, how much do I desire to be here with his people praising him. I want that to be my heart's desire all the time. Where even when I'm on vacation with my family to the beach and we're having a great time, I long to be back with his people praising him in his presence. Rather than the other way around. Where I feel like, well, it's kind of an obligation. I guess we got to go to church this morning. You wake up, look at your spouse. Are we going to church today? Yeah, probably. I guess we should. Pastor Travis will notice if we're not there. I don't want a phone call. 
No, how we long to be in this place. How we long to be with His people. How we long to sing His praises. Because His presence is here. And we can have other places where we experience the presence of God. I hope that you do. I hope you have dedicated spaces, dedicated times. Places that, that are well-worn, the roads to get into the presence of the Lord are well-worn for you. When, when I'm going to visit a family member and I'm going to their house, the more often I've gone to visit them, the closer it seems that it is, right? They could be a long ways away, but the more familiar I am with the road there, the closer it feels, right? So that, the, that you're traveling that road and you just are, even in, as on your way there, you're on your way there, and you're sort of already there in your mind because you're, you recognize this landmark and that landmark and this road and this turn and this curve. And as you're getting closer and closer, you're already anticipating, you're getting into the frame of mind of being with those family members. I hope that the same thing is true for you. How do you prepare to enter into the presence of God? Do you have a special place in your house that this is, this is the chair that you sit in? This is the place where you meet with God. Do you have a special time that's set aside, something holy, something sacred, that you say, this is the time that's set aside where I am going to meet with my God, and I'm going to hear from Him, and I'm going to praise Him, and I'm going to pour out all of my desires and my complaints and my requests to Him, all of my thanksgivings. Do you have a place like that? That even as you're on your way there, you're preparing yourself mentally and spiritually for entering into the presence of God? Do you have a song maybe that you listen to? Or something that you sing that prepares you for entering into the presence of God? Do you have a prayer or some kind of confession that prepares your heart and your mind for entering into the presence of God? Something that you read maybe. where this is the way that you prepare to enter into his presence. And maybe you're going to go on reading, but you always start in this way. So that when finally you arrive into the presence of God, you are prepared to be there. How do you prepare to come into this place? Look at the alarm, go, oh no, I overslept again roll out of bed, comb the hair, brush the teeth, scramble, walk in through the door. Okay, now I can get prepared. Or do you have a, a routine on Sunday mornings that, that this is the way that you prepare to enter into the presence of God? These are the things that you do in the anticipation of coming to be with God's people in His presence to hear from Him. How do you do that? May the ways to God's presence be well-worn for you. May they be easy and familiar. And may you delight upon your arrival every single time. It's not just that place.
I mean, we can do that on our own. As individuals, we can enter into the presence of God. We have access to the throne room of God on a daily basis because we have a high priest, Jesus Christ, who lives in heaven and who is continually making intercession for us. We, we no longer have to journey all the way to Jerusalem to find a high priest to offer a sacrifice there. We can at any time, in any place, enter into the throne room of God and enter into his presence to praise him and to thank him and to ask him for whatever it is that we need. That is a special privilege. And that is a privilege that each believer has, that you can do that. But how much more when we gather with somebody else, when we pray and enter into the presence of God and praise him with two or three people? And how much more when we gather together, like in a place like this, with God's people on a Sunday morning, how much more do we experience the presence of God in this place because we are all gathered for the same purpose, all preparing our hearts to enter into His presence, to hear from Him in this place. It's not that we can never do it on our own, but there's something about the gathering of the people that we desire to do this together. And I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to gather together with a huge number of people. Some kind of a retreat, perhaps, or, or some kind of a, a convention, or, or, or something where, where you, you have just hundreds or thousands of people who are gathered in God's name, and the energy that you feel as you're entering into this presence, that you just think, I just want to be here always. I've been to some men's retreats where there's hundreds of men all singing praises to God together, and you feel like, okay, we have dedicated this time, this space, this weekend, and then you go and you enter into his presence and you think, oh, I just want this, what we call like a mountaintop experience, right? I want that mountaintop experience all the time. Why can't I have that? Well, you had dedicated that whole time. You dedicated a whole weekend to entering into the presence of God. Your mind was prepared for that. You were working every day while there to uh, plumb the depths of God's word and to confess your sin before him and to enter into his presence. And then you were there doing that with hundreds of other believers. And you feel like, this, this is what I want. Oh, I want this every single day. And that is exactly what this psalmist is saying. Oh, I just think of going to the festivals in Jerusalem where thousands and thousands of people are gathering to praise God and acknowledge His presence in our lives. And we are doing that together. And I want to do that every single day. Not because the place is so great, not because the stones or the wood or the mortar is such a wonderful edifice or construction, not even because so many wonderful people that we like are going to be there, but because it is God who is there. Listen, even as he talks, to the, talks about the sparrows and the swallows, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. It is because God is there. So then he goes on in verse 5, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are the 
in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. It's not just the place, but the person of God who is there. Blessed are those who find their strength in God. In whose heart are the highways to Zion? I love this. This is like what I was talking about when I'm going to visit the family members. And I'm walking those roads or I'm driving those roads to get to their house and I know this path so well. Blessed are those in whose heart are those highways that go to Zion. That you know that way to go to his presence, to be with him. How blessed are those who find their strength in him. It's not just a physical journey, but in our hearts and in our minds as we approach him and prepare to be with him. Verse 6, as they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. I don't know how many of you have had the privilege of going to Israel before, but there are places in Israel where it is hot and it is dry. And if your mode of transportation from getting from one place in Israel to Jerusalem is walking, that's a long, hot, dry walk. It's going to take a long time. But he says that as they are on their way, it's like it's made into a place of springs. And the early rains cover it with pools. So that even in the journey on the way to the Lord's presence, God provides along the way. He's providing the water. He's providing the refreshment. He provides for all of our needs so that they go from strength to strength, from one place of strength to another place of strength. Sometimes it feels like we're going from a place of dust to a place of dust, a place of difficulty to a hard place. But in fact, because the Lord is providing for us along the way, we are going from a place of strength to a place of strength. Because God provides. He provides for all of our needs. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Selah. Hear me when I say how much I desire to go on this journey, to go into your presence, and how I know you will provide for us so that even on the way it feels like we're going from strength to strength. We are on that journey. Sometimes the journey is short, right? Sometimes the journey is um, from getting up in the morning to the rocking chair where you're going to meet with God this morning. I, I have an aunt who... Um, my cousin was telling me, that's the chair. I said, what, that, what do you mean that's the chair? That's the chair where my mom sits when she's meeting with God. That's the chair. Every morning when I come out, she's there, cup of coffee and Bible in hand, right there meeting with God. My other aunt meets in the library. She's got a lambskin rug that she kneels on. 
That's the place where she meets with God. That's the place. How, how great to have a place that you are headed to. And sometimes the journey is short from the one place to the other room. Sometimes the journey is a little bit longer from our house to this place. And ultimately, we are all on a journey through all of life to enter into his presence forever, right? That's what the psalmist is hoping for. That's what the psalmist wants. He wants to live in the presence of God forever, and we are on our way there. We're on our way there. We're not there yet. Some of you do a better job of practicing than I do. You're there in his presence more often, and I long for that. But there will be a day when we get there, and it won't be hard. We won't be on our journey anymore. We are going to be in his presence, and we're going to be in his presence forevermore. What a glorious and awesome day that will be to enter into the perfect presence of our Lord and Savior and to know that tomorrow is going to be like this and the next day is going to be like this and every day after for the rest of eternity is going to be like this. It's going to be that mountaintop experience in the presence of God with his people worshiping him in awe of who he is. And until we get there, even though the road feels hard, each day feels like a challenge, and you go, I don't know how we're going to make it through this. How are we going to make it through this next challenge? How are we going to make it through this family challenge? How are we going to make it through this parenting challenge? How are we going to make it through this relational challenge? How are we going to make it through this marital challenge? How are we going to make it through this health challenge? And we go from strength to strength because our God provides for us along the way. Behold, verse 9, Behold our shield, O God, look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. And no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Look on the way that you have provided. Here he has a, a king, an anointed one, and he says, look at your anointed one and bless your people through the leadership of your people. And Lord, how great it is to be in your presence that I long to be even a doorkeeper, even if I could just get to the threshold of entering into your presence, right outside. I would rather be standing right outside the door to the temple, right outside the door to entering into your presence than living in the tents of the wicked. I would rather be this close and not quite there than anywhere else. I would rather spend a day right there than a thousand anywhere else. I can think of some places that it would be pretty good to spend a thousand days there. It sounds pretty good to me to spend a thousand days maybe on the beach 
that would be lovely. Maybe hiking through the mountains. I could think of some pretty wonderful spaces and places. Maybe, maybe at my brother's house with my brother's family. I could think of some pretty great time to be had for a thousand days. And he says, I would rather be this close to the presence of God than anywhere else. Give me Jesus and give me Jesus only. For the Lord is the protector, the defender along the way. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor, and no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says this, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility." And he came and he preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. We may long to be into the, in the presence of God and know that for those who walk uprightly, he bestows every favor and grace upon them. But then when we think critically about that, we go, but that's to those who walk uprightly. And I am not sure I qualify as one who walks uprightly. Not, not so much as to have earned the favor of God. And so this is why we have in Ephesians uh, chapter 2 this explanation about those of us who were far from God who just desired to go and be in his presence, but were unable to do that, we are brought near by the blood of Jesus. Where Jesus said, I am going to die in your place and take away your sin, so that you may, uh, in righteousness, in uprightness, walk before the Lord your God and enter into his presence. And so we are brought near to the presence of God through the work of Jesus. So then, he says, verse 19 of uh, Ephesians chapter 2, So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Do you know how we long to be in that place where God is? How we, with the psalmist, with this son of Korah, desire to go and be in that temple, in the presence of God with his people? And then what Paul is telling us in Ephesians is this. 
that through Christ you are being redeemed. Your sin is removed and you are being made into a holy person, one of God's holy people. And together with all the rest, as if each of you is a stone, you are being joined together into the temple of God where God's presence dwells in his people collectively. Each individually and collectively, we then are being built up into the holy temple of God. Through the work of His Holy Spirit who resides within us, we being united together, knit together in love for Him and for one another, are becoming a spiritual temple. And so when he says, the psalmist is saying, how I long to be in the presence of God, how I long to be in your temple, in your courts, we are becoming that. Imperfectly now. But it's getting better. More and more, the Spirit is at work in us, uniting us to one another. More and more, we are being refined. We are being made righteous. Our sin has been cleansed. And we are becoming the temple of God where He resides in our presence. How awesome and how blessed we are to be able to enter into the presence of the holy God. So that in Psalm 84, he concludes with this in verse 12. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. He had started by saying, uh, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord. And in verse 4, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. But now we acknowledge in verse 12 that it's not just who live in your presence, but anyone who trusts in you is the one who is living in your presence. And so again, my prayer for you this morning is that this would be the desire of your heart that the way would be made smooth and level by Jesus, and that the path into the presence of God for you would be well-worn, that you might delight in Him today and every other day. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank You for making the way. For becoming for us the way into the presence of God the Father on high. Lord, as we enter your throne room this morning, we recognize what it takes for us to be here. That Jesus shed his blood to wash away our sin so that we might be holy and righteous before you and might have the privilege to enter into your presence. Lord, I pray that you would continue to build us up and make us into your holy temple. A place dedicated as a sacred space for you. A place of thanksgiving and praise and worship. And so, Father, I pray for each person here that as they meet with you day by day, 
that you would meet them, that they would see you, that they would delight in your presence. I pray that it would be a regular habit for them to gather with your people in small groups and in large, to experience your presence with one another. Lord, we delight in you. And we ask for this in the name of Jesus. Amen.